welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. And welcome to episode 73 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Belinda Risley, and today we are talking things PR and brand partnerships with the lovely Ebony Doherty from Michelin. Before we get started in today's show, just a reminder, we do have a free Facebook group called Motorsport Sponsorship, where we cover topics like sponsorship, social media, branding, and public relations. So if you're new to karting, um, you're lacking funds at the moment, and you just want some ideas around how you can do it yourself simply head over to our main page at Motivate T or search Motorsport Sponsorship and come and join our group. Can't wait to see you inside. Before we get started today's show, just a little bit about Ebony. She's been born and raised in country Victoria by a family who has an extensive history in the automotive industry and a love for old school hot rods. She was determined to forge her own path in the industry. She has over 10 years experience in the automotive and motorsport landscape, including Speedway, Supercars, and now working with our iconic brand Michelin as the PR and brand membership. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. Let's get started. Good afternoon, Ebony, and welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Thanks, Belinda. Thanks for having me. I've been trying to get you on for about six months, really. So glad you found some time. Finally, CV nineteen happened to us to actually have this conversation. But yeah, you've locked me down because you know where I am. You know I'm at home. I do. I do. <laughs> uh, I'm really looking forward to telling a story today. For those who don't know you and haven't had the privilege of meeting you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so currently I'm in Melbourne working with Michelin, uh, brand doesn't really need any, any introduction, uh, and working as their PR and brand partnerships manager, uh, just someone who has been around motorsports and all things automotive all my life. Yes. And so you've had a great career working in different aspects of motorsports, but you did start off at Fitness First, is that right? Or was there something before Fitness First? Uh, before that. So... Uh, I guess I'll rewind a little bit for you. Um, my family have had a massive impact on, I guess, my career because they've had a long history in the automotive world. So my mum has worked at Burst and Auto Parts for over 25 years now. Uh, my dad is a mechanic, um, builds hot rods and all that sort of thing, and they love all things automotive. So I guess as a kid growing up, we were constantly at racetracks, whether that was out at, because uh, we were from Bendigo, so we'd be out at Bagshot watching Rally, we'd be at the Speedway, we'd be out at Heathcote Drags, we'd be at Calder Park, Phillip Island. Um, if it had wheels and went fast, we were generally there. Uh, and if we weren't at a car race, an event of some sort, we're at hot rod shows because they absolutely love their hot rods and still to this day have a few cars in the garage and still get out to a lot of shows. And so, um, yeah, so I, it was safe to say that I was destined to end up around cars of some sort so yeah when I was in high school uh, I was looking at different paths to get into motorsport and realized that I wasn't going to be a mechanic or engineer because I wasn't that clever I hated maths and then sort of looked at the creative side of things and the media side of things because I loved reading and writing and uh, I think I was 15 and I got the courage to send an email to Brad Jones uh, asking about work experience so I ended up getting a, hey, sure, tag along with us, come out, come out to the racetrack uh, at, at Winton and Phillip Island, hang out with us and 
spent time with their media manager who was Dale Britton at the time. And as you know now, he's got a very successful company in uh, DBC2 here in Melbourne. They've just celebrated their 20th year. Uh, so I tagged along at a few race weekends over a couple of years. And then uh, Dale was finishing up. And at that time, I was finishing high school. So it was a, a bit of a crossroads. <laughs> I was like, okay, what are you going to do now? Do you want to move to Canberra and start in the industry or go to university and get a degree? And I was only 17 at the time. So I uh, made the decision to go to uni, which I ended up doing in Brisbane. So, and then, <laughs> yeah, so then being in Brisbane and doing uni, I needed a job uh, full time to pay for the bills and all that fun stuff. So that's why I ended up at Fitness First. And I was there for seven years. Absolutely loved it. Uh, really good team. So, yeah. And did you go to Brisbane for uni or was it for Fitness First? I had a bunch of friends moving up. So they said, hey, Ebs, we're all going up to Brisbane. Do you want to go? And I said, may as well. You know, let's let's see what's happening in Brisbane town. So went up there, did my degree, worked at Fitness First, and I was there for seven years and then got made redundant, which was super odd to be so, I guess, young. I thought, oh, I didn't, didn't think this would happen. And from then it was there that I said, okay, I need to get back into motorsport. And so that's when the path sort of got back on track. And what did you study at uni? Marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, that was some good advice. Again, uh, Dale gave me that advice. He said, you know, if, if you're studying, what are the different avenues that I could take? And looked at PR, looked at journalism, and it said, you know, if you're thinking long-term and what's going to be really good for, you to, for your career uh, to get a you know, wealth of knowledge on all things business and, and sales and consumer behaviour, that sort of thing, marketing was the way to go. Yeah, and is that the role you did at Fitness First? I was in customer care there. And I just lost my train. So, oh, um, are you like me? Have you raced before? No. no. Only go-karts and poorly for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. That's all right. Um, I used to think I could race. I mean, uh, when I was little, I had a Datsun 120Y uh, yeah. that I used to drive around the paddocks at home. So I thought I was a mix of uh, Victor Brain, Rochelle Splat, because we had this really massive, like, straight line down the side of the house. And right down to the end of the paddock. So you'd always absolutely floor it, go as fast as you could and break as late as you could before hitting the fence and taking out some horses. <laughs> well, just talking about the hot rods, I can clearly understand that people love their, their categories of motorsports, but I do feel like those that love hot rods and drag racing are a completely different fan. Yeah, yeah. They're all very connected. Like it's... I think in all aspects of motorsport, it's one big community. That's for sure. Everyone has massive respect for each other uh, and it's great. Everyone gets along. There's definitely rivalry on the track, but away from the track, it's definitely a big family and a big community. I think that's what's the best thing about motorsport. Yeah. I think Speedway's got that feel for it as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love Speedway. I wish it is good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was a sad day when they shut the Bendigo Speedway down many, many years ago, but luckily there's still a few good tracks. So it's always good to get down to Warrnambool and uh, Avalon when I can and, and check out check out the guys there. What about Rushworth? Have you been to the local track here? I, <laughs> I haven't been. I have been. Yeah, it's crazy for such a small little town. You know, Rushworth is in the middle of nowhere. Uh, 
surprisingly, I think the you know, it's got a bakery and two pubs. I think that's that's all that's at that town. But somehow they draw people from everywhere to go to their speedway. It's huge. I really need to go. It's my go and check it out. Once racing's back, Ebony, I'm going to Rushford Speedway. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. Uh, on the off topic of Speedway, it'd be interesting to see what happens in New South Wales with the closure of Parramatta and when they rebuild it down the road, what it's going to look like. Is it going to change the feel, the love? Oh, don't know. I know that those fans are very, very passionate. And if you look at any of the forums and when, when the news topics are coming out on, on Facebook especially, yeah. I mean, wow, the, the comments and the feedback, there's, there's a lot. They've got a lot of passionate fans and supporters and I think everyone wants to see it, you know, back at, back at what it is. Yeah, because that, that track's phenomenal. It's not going to happen. <laughs> As much as, we, as much as we all protest, I really yeah. think it's going to be very sad. But hopefully um, it is going to make the sport um, bigger and better for the sake of it. Because it is a yeah, yeah, sport. city needs something. Yeah, so back to you. It's all about you today. Um, so we're living in Brisbane. We're doing um, a uh, marketing course, working at Fitness First. Seven years, you get made redundant. And then what happens next? Uh so with getting back into to motorsport, I mean, I was still going to events and funny that we've just been talking about Speedway at Archerfield one night. I had some friends going to the track that were uh, involved in a show, Checkered Flag. So um, I'd reached out to one of my friends, Connor, and he was like, yeah, yeah, we're going and do you want to help set up, you know, some GoPros and cameras and that sort of thing, just come and hang out. So I was like, sure, I'm going to be there. So caught up with the guys and um, he introduced me to their producer David Tapp so we were standing there on the hill watching the racing and you know he was firing a few questions my way and he was like you obviously know your speedway you know what you're talking about and you've seen the show I was like yeah of course and he goes have you ever done anything on the microphone I said no he goes well I'm gonna give you a microphone come on follow me so then we go down to the pits and he goes oh you know this segment on the show I'm going to give you the microphone and we're going to record something here, basically putting you on the spot, testing you out. <laughs> so next minute, camera's on. I interview um, a girl, Jamie. We do a piece and camera switches off and Tappy goes, done, you're working for me. So that opened the door there to do freelance work for him. So uh, I helped out on the Checkered Flag program shooting a few different speedway events with them, late models, super sedans, the dirt modified, speed cars um, at a few different tracks and such good fun and also riding for Speedway Racing News. So it was a good way to sort of ease back into, yeah, what I enjoyed. So, yeah, and then from there I remember uh, I was out in the supercars at Queensland Raceway and I bumped into Brad and he got there and he goes, oh, our media position was up last year. He goes, I didn't even think to phone you. Give me your details. Give me your details. Um, we'll stay in touch. And then only a couple of months later, he goes, I get a phone call. He goes, <laughs> oh, he goes, our media guy's leaving at the end of the year. What do you think about coming to Albury? Do you want to come down and, and join the team again? I was like, well, yeah, done. So then out of Brisbane to Albury. Did you not consider the weather? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> it was cold. It was yeah. so cold. Yes. And 
very contrast from Brisbane lifestyle to Aubrey lifestyle, but you did um, last there for five years. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. So just shy of five years in Aubrey town. So very cute little town, very nice, uh, very cold. So it was good. I mean, I felt like my house was a, a laundry, you know, just somewhere to unpack a bag and repack a bag, uh, being away so much with all the racing. So yeah, it was good. Nice so little town. Yeah, it is. It's very quaint. It's very nice. Um, so what was your official role at BJR? Uh, so I was the media manager at BJR and that was looking after all the, you know, diary management for the drivers. So especially over race weekends, just making sure everyone was where they needed to be when they needed to be there, looking after all the social content for the team. Mm -hmm. So their Facebook pages and Twitter and Instagram, doing the press releases and websites um, with the sponsors, liaising with them for, you know, what they needed and pit tours over race weekends. So just a lot of that behind the scenes organisation. So it was good fun. That's what we want to hear about. And we want to showcase <laughs> all the different roles are available within motorsport. So, you know, I just glaze over it, but we're really interested to hear about what happens on the other side. So obviously we generally will see people like yourself running around with the drivers, taking them here, there and everywhere. So it'd be fantastic knowing what that name of that position is and what you actually do all weekend. Yeah. Uh, so a few teams have multiple people, whether that's a, a commercial partner, um, media partner, uh, and yeah, it's, everyone thinks it is super glamorous, but the hours are, are long, they're varied, early mornings, late nights. Um, so that's probably the biggest misconception about it, but mm -hmm. it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's definitely um, a, an experience and you learn a lot, get to meet great people, um, but definitely expect that if you're in the industry, it, it is hard work and it has its challenges like everything else. So but that's a good thing about motorsport. If you're passionate about it, um, you tend to make it work and, and you definitely enjoy the time there. So I think the biggest thing is just, you know, making sure you've got the skill set, no matter what, what job it is, that's super important when you go to start there. You know, that, that helps. And did your role um, involve sponsorship and commercial agreements? No. So that was all uh, on Brad and Kim and they are absolute gurus at it. Uh, yeah. They're fantastic. I mean, you don't see two blokes on their phone more than them doing deals and, and looking after the sponsors. So once the deals were set up, they'd sort of pass a few things over to me to, to help organise and set up, whether we we're doing launches and videos and the photos and um, press releases and then looking after their guests over race weekends, with corporates, et cetera. Uh, so didn't do the initial setup of that, but certainly helped in, in looking after them when we were trackside. And so now you've moved across to Michelin. How did that role come up? And did you just get enough of the cold? And you wanted, <laughs> <laughs> or is it, is it a higher position or just a more, more graspable? Something, because yeah, obviously with Michelin, it includes the motorbikes as well. So tell us a little bit more about your role at Michelin. Yeah, it's definitely a step up from what I was doing and certainly the challenge that I was looking for. I definitely wanted to progress and from working at, BJR and, and working with some fantastic sponsors like PPG and Timken and the guys at Freightliner, for example, um, you got a little insight into that corporate world and, and what the other side might be like. Uh, so that really interests me. And I got there and said, right, oh, I'm going to make the move and, and get to Melbourne and yeah, look, look for that next opportunity. And it was a long process to, to get in with, with Michelin. The interview process took almost a month and 
it was something that I really, really wanted. And I know it sounds <laughs> kind of weird, but I didn't actually tell anyone about it. I didn't, didn't say even to my parents that I was going for this role because I thought, nah, I just, I want this so badly. I'm just going to wait until I've got it and then, you know, share the great news, which is what I did. So I kind of took a few people by surprise, um, but it's definitely the, the perfect role that I was looking for. Um, provides a great, great challenge. I get to work with a the team. There's nine of us in the marketing team there. Uh, they're all fantastic people. They're all challenging uh, in, in the fact that they've got great ideas. So we all push each other constantly and it's just such a great creative space. Uh, the upskilling opportunities for learning and development, it's, it's so motivating. It's really, really cool. And again, what's your title there and what kind of tasks are you doing from day to day? So um, the PR and brand partnerships manager at Michelin. So there I get to uh, look after some of our motorsport partnerships and, and brand partnerships. So that includes working with the guys at Motorsport Australia and Porsche. So it's similar, like this is, again, where we've crossed paths because you work with the Porsche guys and their junior driver program. You get to pass on all your words of wisdom and advice to them there and as well with the Dare to Be Different uh, Girls on Track. So uh all things that are obviously a little bit quiet at the moment but you know some great programs that that are there uh and then also i get to work with our brand ambassadors and plan events and uh activations with the brand too so it's very cool to be on that side of it so one of the activations you have is the michelin man we all love <laughs> the michelin man how long has the michelin man been around these are tough <laughs> forever he is iconic so uh commonly known as the michelin man uh in france known as bebendu that's his his proper title so he is uh it's unreal i managed to get in the suit at sandown at the tcr event last year and that was good a few people didn't realize i was in it so i got to scare a couple of people uh but everyone's just so drawn to it it's one of those brands that you can you can see just a part of part of the Michelin man. You could see his arm or a foot or the face and you just know what it is. It's the brand's iconic. So how long has Michelin been around for? Ooh, oh, the spot there. Come on. Oh, we'll just I, can't, I can't get the year. I've got it on the tip of my tongue. It'll come back to you. It's all right. It'll, it, it'll, it'll come back to me for sure. So I guess going on from they are a well-established brand, why do they continue to invest in and support motorsports? Uh, motorsports, We're very thankful, by the way. Pardon? <laughs> We're very thankful, by the way. Just <laughs> uh, so Michelin motorsports in their DNA, that's for sure. So they invest so much in the research and development of their products, and that's just so important to them because they're constantly wanting to not just compete but but win and be successful in, in everything that they do. So the motorsport program is a big, big part of that. So they're involved in, in great categories such as uh, MotoGP and Formula E, got a big involvement over at Le Mans, and um, here they obviously support categories like Porsche and TCR as well. So... And do you get to do a work trip to Le Mans? <laughs> uh, I was set to be over there this year, but uh, the Coronas had a, had a little change of plan. So we'll see how we, we fare next year. And do you get to work internationally with other marketing advisors as well within Michelin? 
Yeah, so our group's very well connected and we have a lot of communication with um, our, our region. So we're sort of obviously in the Oceania region. So I deal with the team in Thailand quite a bit and then also direct over in France. So whether it's different events or whether we're talking about influencers, ambassadors, everyone's uh, very great in sharing ideas, sharing content, ideas, that sort of thing. So we're all very connected that way and have lots of different team channels and chats going on to discuss what's coming up and, and everyone's all about helping each other to get the best result for the business. Yeah, well, you mentioned before about doing activations and I think one of the biggest, um, I think, benefit of being a sponsor in motorsport is that people don't take advantage of doing activations at the track. Yes, there's a cost and there's a process, like everything that you need to go through in order to do them. But tell us about some other activations that you've done, whether it been at Michelin or other workplaces, BGR and the other sponsors that you've mentioned today. Um, so people can get some ideas around about activations as opposed to just doing a competition per se. Yeah, something for us, uh, BF Goodrich is, is part of the Michelin family. So something that we were focusing on this year were some of the 4 by 4 shows. Mm -hmm. And for the Brisbane one in particular, we had a brilliant activation set up uh, this year's BFG's 150th year. So we had a really great idea uh, in, in plan uh, to, for that event. Uh, so it's a shame that we may not be able to go through with it now but it was great to be able to have a budget and that creative control just to go, okay, here's, here's a blank canvas. What, what can we do with it? So people are definitely looking at, it's all about creating an experience. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. So having a stand and running a competition, it's been done a million times and it's definitely still part of the business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people are looking for an experience. I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to racing and, and sponsorship and, and events and activations. It's creating an experience and getting people involved in your brand and not just making them aware of your products or who you are, but then getting their mindset to change that they're thinking about buying your products and you know taking that next step on whatever journey that is. Obviously, um, Michelin is still trading during the CV19 process. Have you had to bring any of your activations online or have you done anything exciting during this period or have you got anything exciting planned or it's just business as usual, waiting to reopen and launch these wonderful ideas? Yeah, we're definitely all prepping for the rebound when we can get activations and, and events back on track. Uh, I guess for the brand, we're very mindful at the moment because you know there's so many people not we're not able to get outdoors and experience freedom and that mobility that we usually have and that's very key for the brand so uh you know there's no real sales or, or commercial push with that in mind at the moment because there's you know there's people unfortunately out of work and not being able to get out so uh the company's very good in terms of their social responsibility and you know what what they do in these times so uh, something we did last week, which was pretty cool, was a, a really good isolation boredom buster with the guys at Speed Cafe. So we got there and got five Lego sets, the, the Porsche 911s. Yeah. And so we, get a, yeah. Yeah, so we did a competition with the Speed Cafe guys to give one of those away each day for a week. So there are little things that we can do, which creates a bit of fun. And I mean, it's not just for kids. I know all the big kids at home. Uh, you know, want them to. I even had Slady get there and he messaged and he goes, hey, Ebs, can you get me a Lego? Yeah, he ended up going out and buying one himself. So it got a lot of attention 
So you look at how you can do things a little bit differently and it's about, you know, getting the brand out there but just doing it in the, in the right way. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and do you have any idea when we'll be resuming racing? Anything on the inside you can share with us? The sooner the better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, Eb, I also saw somewhere, correct me if I was wrong, but do you commentate lawn bowls? <laughs> That's an uh, extension from, from working with Tappy. So he got there and phoned me last year and said, hey, Ebs, we've got, we've got this uh, new lawn bowls tournament coming up called Ultimate Bowls Championship. He goes, can you come and work for me? We need someone. We want to get a couple of females. So we've got myself and, uh, and Georgia White to play the, the host and commentator roles uh, for that. So I got there and I said, yeah, why not? And, and people get there and they turn their nose up a little bit about lawn bowls. They're like, oh, that's just an old person sport. But I tell you what, the, the guys and girls playing that are quite young. They're playing for half a million dollar prize money. Nice. Uh, I think we could be in the wrong sport, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would say that. They would agree. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was something very left of field, but I saw that again as a challenge and, and a fun opportunity. So. I jumped at that, um, yeah, and and was very very successful as well. So that aired in 22 countries, and it was funny because one of the Michelin bosses in Thailand, uh, he got there and saw it and sent me an email. I think on the Monday, he goes super random, but um, what, what is this? <laughs> what is this? I was like, yeah, side side hustle. Yeah. So did you commentate it or like what was your role? That. I, I played the host role, so uh, opening and closing the show, doing all the throws to commercial and interviewing a few of the players and that sort of thing. So just that person to piece a few of the parts of the puzzle together. And did you know anything about lawn bowls or you just wanted the challenge? Uh, only from watching my power play way back in the day. But it's, it, the, the game, this one itself, is a whole new concept. So new rules. It's almost like the, T, like the T20 Big Bash of lawn bowls all the games are less than 20 minutes that's uh what they call their fun fresh fast format so it's good fun like surprisingly good fun and so uh you've been at michelin now for just over a year uh just less less than yeah so quick i know we'll just say it's may uh, and you sound very happy are you going crossing the line to two wheelers or are you still happy with the four wheelers Still happy with the four wheels for sure, um, but it is great to be involved in the two wheel as well. So I've had the chance to uh, meet some fantastic um, ambassadors we've got already, and I finally got to go to the MotoGP last year. It it would just always clash with supercars for some reason. Uh, so last year I got to go down and uh, take a couple of guests out there for the weekend, and that was fantastic. So got to tour in a, a few of the garages, and you can just see the respect that the all the teams have for the Michelin people there. So it was great. It was very, very cool to be standing, you know, right beside Valentino Rossi's bike. And yeah, it, it was cool to see how they run things. Cause I guess you get, get quite used to, yeah, yeah. You see how the supercar pits work. You see how TCR, like you get to see that, but then stepping in into their world, yeah. totally different. That's another level for sure. Is and so you sound very happy there at Michelin. Uh, is this the ultimate goal, or is it, have you still got bigger, better, grand plans? 
curry. I think they're going to be stuck with me for a while. <laughs> which is yeah yeah which is really good I love that you know already in my short time there I can see how much they look after their people they are talking already about you know development and progression then you know they they ask all the right questions of their staff as to what do you want to learn um, and are all about self-improvement they love when people bring new ideas to the table and I guess really challenge everyone to come up with new concepts and ideas and uh, lots of workshops and, and that sort of thing. So uh, it's definitely the most creative team that I've been involved with and they've got some big goals, big plans, and it's just great to be a part of that for sure. And you're home more on the weekends. Yeah, <laughs> a few more at, at this stage. <laughs> well, other than that, outside of CV19 world, you're home a lot more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I mean, it was great to have a bit of an insight to see what does a global organisation do as far as PR and branding going and, and to hear about your journey. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. Do you have any words of wisdom for people who are wanting to get into the world of motorsports, obviously get a degree? <laughs> What's your thoughts? Um... I think if you've got if you've got the passion and you know just that ability to to work hard and really go for it, then yeah, you'll get there. Uh, that's for sure. So I think you just people have to be confident, be prepared for the no's because you'll definitely get them. But uh, I think people just need to remember if you don't don't ask a question, the answer is no already. So whether it's sponsorship, jobs, whatever it is, just keep asking questions, keep knocking down those doors uh, and be prepared to work hard. Be persistent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Don't be, a pest. be persistent, but don't be a pest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know there's, there's always the opportunity to upskill and, uh, and develop yourself. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, Ebony, for coming on and joining us today. Really loved hearing about your story. I can't wait to see you at the track soon. Yes, look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Ed. Bye. Thanks, Belinda. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember, all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe, and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out, and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Team. Until next time, take care.